0: but i just want to pass it over here to lee wood with one body thank you so much for coming to speak to us today and we are excited to see what the lord has put on your heart lee
1: It's great to see and be with you all. We know we've passed from death to life because we love one another. By this shall all men know that we are his disciples. We're Jesus' disciples and that we have love one for another. So love is his plan to multiply that. In love with Jesus, in love with the Father, one, I'm going to be talking about John chapter 17, but that we might actually be that spiritual family, his ecclesia from micro to macro, from home to home, city to city, region to region, nation to nation, that the world might know the Father has sent the Son. That every tribe, nation, language, and tongue would bow and confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father, that the glory of God might cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Uh, my name's Lee Wood. My first childhood memory was my dad dropping me off at the uh, orphanage. My mom had died as a result of a house fire, and I didn't have any family that wanted to take me in. So at only three or four, I can remember, as I'm 63 now, uh, being left abandoned at the orphanage. I grew up in the orphanage, um, never really knew my dad, but he remarried um, after seven or eight years in the orphanage, and um, I got out. Of the orphanage became part of a blended family that was very dysfunctional. I wanted to belong so badly to a family that I began to follow the the, the example of my older stepbrother, who was um, maybe seven or eight years older than me. And so I began to drink and to do drugs when I was only in sixth grade to belong um, to 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 that family that I wanted to be a part of. Um, not because I wanted to drink or do drugs, because I wanted to belong. So um, I was found myself homeless. I never really knew my dad at 16. I was homeless. I would sleep under bridges, abandoned cars, couch surf with any friends that would take me in. And um, I was uh, the same. I was abandoned. I was alone. I was addicted. At 23 years of age, my life changed because on a job, somebody just like um, Ben Francis was talking about, told me that Jesus loves me and shared with me about the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Um I made fun of the guy, I got drunk, I berated him, I got high, I blew smoke in his face. And he left that job on the 5th of October, 1982. I should have brought it on this call, I have it to this day, but he gave me a Gideon's New Testament on the 5th of October, 1982. And it said, from your best friend, Rod Friends. And I said, man, I'm glad you're leaving. I hate you, I hope I never see you again. Kept the Bible, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. Six, seven, eight months later, I don't know the day, but I'm shooting cocaine and heroin. I have a bad reaction to those drugs, and I think I'm dying, and I think about the Jesus he told me about. No preacher, no church, okay? That I get down on my knees in my bed, and I cry out to Jesus. I couldn't spell repentance, okay? But I must have, because I said, help me, I can't. and something happen. I didn't know what born again was. I didn't know what justified was. I didn't know what sanctified was, but I got Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> and so I began to read that New Testament that I had, the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God, they are foolishness to him, neither can he understand them, being spiritually discerned, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, it had Psalms and Proverbs in it, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according thy word, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I read Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, and my application was, I cannot do cocaine through Jesus which strengthens me. I cannot watch pornography through Christ which strengthens me. I can read the Bible through Jesus which strengthens me. I can pray through Jesus. I can do everything with Jesus. Wow. First guy that I ever shared the gospel with, okay? After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the world. I never took a class. I never got any training. I went up to this guy on my job and he said, what happened to you? He asked me. I said, what are you talking about? He said, Man, you're not drunk all the time. I was like, oh, that. I I carried that little Bible around with me everywhere. I took it out and I took him to John 3, 16. I said, for God so loved Raul that he gave his only begotten son, that if Raul believes in him, you won't perish, you'll have everlasting life. Then I asked him a question. You want to? And the guy goes, yeah. So I think that was the first church that I ever planted, Ben, because me and Raúl started reading the Bible together and trying to apply that with one another because we both could hear Jesus. We both could obey Jesus and we both could pass Jesus on. So in John chapter 17, fast forward, I get married. I have five kids, five kids. OK, I lose my first wife, to pancreatic cancer at 20 at, at 45 years of age. And God gives me the, the second help me that God shows you that we do this from our home, from our business, and we do it from house to house, city to city, movement to movement, from our household to Africa, over 30 countries, to Central Asia, among the deaf, Jesus gives the increase. The, the, Philemon says that the communication of our faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing that is in us by Christ Jesus. We are the ecclesia. We are the body of Christ. You, eat are brothers and sisters. I'm not an orphan. So fast forward because of time, I get trained in the basic patterns and principles of multiplying disciples and, and leaders and churches. What this actually looked like with one another. Because I remember the first time a Christian said to me, I love you. And I thought I'd never heard anybody say, I love you to me before. And then uh, the verse popped it on by this. Shall all men know that you're my disciples and that you have love one for another. Man, we love one another. We didn't manufacture that. I'm not an orphan. You're not an orphan. We're sons and daughters. We're the bride of Christ. We are the body. And everywhere that's represented on here, he wants that manifestation of that to follow what Ben was. We're his plan. We're his plan. So in John chapter 17 and verse number three, he tells us what eternal life is. It's the first pillar of seeing that spread to every tribe, nation, and language and tongue is intimacy. He says, this is life eternal to know the one true God, not know about, not the facts. Okay. It's an intimate relationship. This is life eternal to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. It's John 10 it's John chapter 17. It's intimacy with him. He goes on to pray three times from there. He prays for the 11 that he poured deeply into, not the multitudes. He says, of those that you've given to me, Father, I've lost none. So one was a traitor, but the 11 that he spent his entire life predicating everything upon pouring deeply into that 11, he prays that they might be what? One. Why does he pray that prayer? that the world might know the Father has sent the Son. It's the ongoing meta-narrative of redemption from the foundation of the world. Adam and Eve had a close intimate relationship with God and God told them to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, that his glory might cover the earth. Sin happens. Jesus slain before the foundation of the world, redeems us, dies, is buried, is raised again. And he gives the same commandment that Ben said to those redeemed image bearers. We are redeemed, Adam and Z's, and his ecclesia, that spiritual family that the world might be covered with his glory. He prays for those 11, that they might be one, why? Stacking it all on 11, that they might be one that the world might know. Then he prays generationally for us the second time. He prays for all that were ever believed. He's praying for us post-resurrection before the 10 days. I pray this prayer every day. 10 days of prayer. We need to pray this prayer every day, the prayer of Jesus. I pray that we might all be one in every sphere of influence from house to house, city to city, region to region, nation to nation, that we might be one in love and unity as disciples and churches, that the world might know the Father has sent the Son He prays the third time for the same thing in verse number 23. He prays that we, everyone, everywhere might dwell together in perfect unity that the world might know the Father has sent the Son. The Father's heart is for everyone, everywhere to know, to know God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent that the world might know. The father has sent the son. I got trained in March of 2013 of the how to actually do that. I, there was always that gap, but I never had any other model until Curtis Sargent, the guy that that mentored and showed me the same basic training that those guys are talking about. And it's it's biblical. It's basically just the whole Old Testament can be summed up in two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength as your neighbor, as yourself. And these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The New Testament can be summed up in one commandment, the great commission that Ben was sharing about. Make disciples of all nations. How? By going, baptizing and teaching them to obey all my commandments. His commandments is to make disciples. So love God, love others, make disciples, make disciples with Jesus in our midst as king. Everyone, everywhere, as that picture of his global ecclesia, his global church, the universal church, the city churches, regional churches, and the most simple expression of those churches that I've been pursuing since March of 2013 from my home. I've learned eight things, in 10 years, not that bright a guy. I'm going to share them with you around John 17. Number one, if we take care of the depth of our ministry, God takes care of the breath. That first pillar we will not produce through training. We bear fruit. We do not we do we do not produce fruit. We bear fruit from intimately connecting with. Paul said he counted all things but lust that he might know him, not know about him, that he might know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable to his image. We must be disciples worth multiplying. So that's by depth of intimacy with Jesus and the father. Number two pour deeply into the few that he gives to you who will obey no matter what the cost. Don't go wide, go deep with the few. Uh, Dawson Trotman used to say, where's your boy, where's your girl, where's your man, where's your woman? Single biggest mistake I did was going wide at first instead of going deep with a few. Ben tells stories. I started with a demon-possessed woman named Amanda Dinan that Jason knows and many other on this call would actually know. Demon-possessed woman. Cast the demons out. She comes to to, to Jesus. Her daughter comes to Jesus. Her 73-year-old Hindu mom comes to Jesus, okay? She has borne much fruit. We bear fruit, by the way. In other words, we're bearing fruit. It's not me, it's not you, it's the we. It's the corporate we that bring him glory generationally from where you're at, where at. Who comparing themselves among themselves and measuring themselves by themselves are not wise. Jesus gets all the glory for all of it everywhere. I am nothing, you are nothing. We can do nothing apart from Jesus. But praise God, we can do Philippians four thirteen all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Three, we must obey and train others. Um, um, You can't pass on what you don't possess. If you don't have the essence of it, you can't execute it through pattern, through, through like plug and play. Number four is that keep doing what you're doing. You'll get better at it. Don't quit. The enemy's a liar. He wants us to feel like we're inadequate. No, we need one another. Like keep doing what you're doing. We win if we don't quit. Your faithfulness, your, your perseverance brings me great joy. Like, I want to be an encouragement and strengthen you in these things. Keep doing what you're doing. You'll get better at it. Five, simple things grow. Simple things multiply. Complex things do not. It's really the simplicity that's in Jesus. That's it. It's not, it's not complicated. It's very hard. It's simple but not easy. Okay. Number six is it's always relational before it's organizational. We tend to think all the Western people on here, we think organizationally, not relationally. I was an orphan. I'm not an orphan anymore. I'm obeying from the simple home church as image bearers with my wife from our home. And we've been doing that for over a decade now. That's the same way that we all need to obey. There's no sense in trying to organize something until you have it. We're not going to get the movement. We're not gonna get the multiplication, okay? We do that in intimacy with God and in unity with one another as brothers and sisters, as disciples and churches. So it's always relational before it's organizational. Number seven, that's what I'm really happy about this. I can't remember when they were there, Jason, or even who they were, but there was an upper room in Tampa, Florida, where people from 10 days that I connected you to Liz Adleta, and that's gone. Like, I'm thrilled to see this. On this Zoom call with many nations, many people, we are connecting, we are co- we are communicating, we are collaborating in love and unity as disciples and churches to see the glory of God cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Praise God. Like we didn't have it all figured out at one time, but we're pursuing that with one another. So I am deeply, deeply encouraged. Here's the eighth thing. That it's taken me, I learned seven things in seven years. And then there went a couple of years for me to learn this. I've only learned eight things in 10 years now. So I'm not even sure that you guys like this is helpful (laughs) for you guys, but I've learned eight things in 10 years. Here's the eighth thing is that we can collaborate with everyone everywhere at some level. In other words, Jesus is King. We can agree but we cannot collaborate with everyone everywhere at every level. We have to be able to hear and determine who we're supposed to pour deeply into, okay? And we have to do all of these things in love and unity. The enemy is a liar. He wants to lie and divide and fracture us at every level from the home to the city, to the region, to the nations. So understanding that we are all members of his one body. When you say one body, one body is nothing except in Tampa, Florida, but a network, a church of churches across a city of disciples, leaders, and churches. It's not an organization. It's a church. It doesn't have a board of directors, but we work with many other churches and organizations, at every level of collaboration we can to see that prayer of John chapter 17 happen. That's what we're shooting for is the why. That the world might know the father has sent the son from a posture of intimacy, of oneness with Jesus and the father. We must pursue intimacy and unity as part of the plan that Ben was talking about. And he's with us. As we hear, obey, and spread his commandment to make disciples of all nations. Intimacy and unity are the twin pillars, okay, that we connect, communicate, and collaborate with one another on to see actually the fulfillment of Jesus's prayer that the world might know the Father has sent the son. Thank you so much for listening to me and letting me to share Um, from my heart with you guys today. Um, I'm honored to co-labor. I don't know all of you, but I love you because of Jesus. Amen.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Lee. Hey, Lee, could you give us your seventh point again? We missed it here in the chat. Uh,
1: The seventh one is we must all connect, communicate, and collaborate in love and unity as disciples and churches
0: until the whole world knows awesome thank you so much lee this was such a, a refreshing session i know um, for me personally as you shared a, a big part of 10 days here is unity among the body of christ and so it's so beautiful to see brothers and sisters from all around the world who have given themselves to, to praying and even praying for movement a movement in unreached places so what what a cool session to have benjamin and lee here who are frontline workers laboring um, Like they said, from their house to the nations. And so I know as Benjamin was sharing and as Lee was sharing, it's just a reminder that as as we've been praying for movement around the world, the Lord has been faithful to answer those prayers. And we are learning to be this global ecclesia from house to house, city to city, country to country, movement to movement. It's so beautiful. And so we're really excited um, here as a 10 Days family. I'll have um, Jonathan put the links here in the chat again that on May 31st, we're going to be having a Zoom call, hearing from some movement leaders um, and ways that we can practically get involved as a network, as a family uh, of of praying people from city to city. We have city coordinators all all around the world, and it's beautiful um, to get some of our city coordinators connected with some regional disciple disciple makers and church multipliers uh, and, and learn to go out and lean on one another and sharpen one another It's been such a joy getting to connect with Jason and the rest of the Big Life family and hearing from Benjamin and Lee today. I just feel already that we are one family, that we are one body. Um, Our message and our hearts are are clearly the same. And so it's really exciting to see what the Lord is doing, um, that he is connecting us with, with people that have a heart for prayer and people that have a heart for disciple making and just learning that those two things go hand in hand, that they were always meant to go hand in hand. And so the Lord is bringing together this global prayer movement with this global disciple making movement, and I'm just so excited to see what Jesus is doing. And so I think we have Jonathan. Um, he's put a link here in the chat. Simple form to fill out. Um, and
1: yeah. Jordan, could ask it. Can I share something? So you guys, the way that you're praying. The way that you're praying is. So I get to lead as one region of 33, 24, 14, but extraordinary mm-hmm. prayer and being able to connect around those things. So if through Jason mm-hmm. or whoever I can know, because we um, we um, have massive prayer needs that um, we can actually cross pollinate with one another mm-hmm. on, and that's how we um, take ground. So if I can have a way of actually sharing um, mm-hmm. prayer, po- prayer points across the, um, um the 10 days network, um, that's a certainly a way for us to um um collaborate toward us um actually where we're hearing people where we're trying to take ground and where people need to be prayed for is like we can um we can multiply extraordinary prayer so if there's a quick way of being able to update um this network um I'd love to be I'd love to be able to collaborate that way.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Lee. thank you so much. I'll connect with you. I'll, I'll shoot you an email. I'll be really All great. Right. Um, be so exciting. Um, yeah. Jonathan, I want to pass it over to you. If you have any other updates um send us into the next hour here. Hey everybody. Um, great to hear from Benjamin and Lee. Ben, great to see you again. We were just together in Calcutta, India and Lee. Great to see you as well. It's been a while. Your beard has gotten bigger. Um, so that's awesome. And, you guys bring a great amount of passion and that is so appreciated. We really need this. And uh, I just say, I think Jordan has been saying a lot, people that make disciples are gonna pray a lot and people that pray a lot are gonna make disciples. And so I think that there's really a strong synergy between prayer and mission. Uh, we need both and um, it needs to be united in each one of us. So.